Sometimes she build like a plate of mashed potatoes. Bitch, you like a busted can of biscuit, a motherfucking box of cereal. You gonna talk about a female like that, little dick bitch? I bet your dick little. Low confidence, motherfucker. And I always be the ones with low self-esteem who gets no pussy or gotta pay for the pussy wanna talk about somebody. I hate you, bitches. Die, bitch. As long as you read them, you fat. Bust the candy biscuits, bitch. I bet you can understand that. Tan another motherfucker down. Tan the next black person down. Like you built like Denzel Washington. Get your fat little dick ass on. Spears and Steinberg. You know what the fuck it is. Aries and Andy. You and the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tit. Aries Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah. Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. Get your little dick ass on. <laughs> little motherfucker. It's little dick ass on. Where was she from? She was from Houston, nigga. Yeah. I ain't never heard the, the Houstonians talk like that, but she told me, get my little dick ass on. You know what we learned? Eddie Murphy, he alluded to it in uh, uh, Delirious in the 80s. Uh, something about singers make people go crazy. People love singers. I remember I did Stevie Wonder. I had motherfuckers rolling up. even talking about, you the motherfucker to do Stevie Wonder? That shit ain't funny, motherfucker. Fuck you. Your mother brought you up wrong. That's what it is. Your mother got a wooden leg with a kickstand. Don't you ever let me hear you do that shit again. Like, you know, here, look. Here's the three singers you know you don't fuck with. Uh, Beyonce, because of course she's got the beehive, which I always knew about. Rihanna, I don't know what her clan is called. And Lizzo. And from what I've, I was told, she has what's called the big bitch brigade. Um, between women and, you know, black women, but other women, colors, nationalities too, because these are divas. And the homosexuals, the godmothers, <laughs> nigga, I kicked a motherfucking hornet's nest, nigga. Yeah, you did. Oh, boy. Um, you you wanna, know, you're going to address it? How are you going to address it? We're addressing it. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it, the only place you're addressing it is on the podcast. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, my, 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 listen, I, I still don't think it's as big as like, the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap. No. Uh, and, you know, D.L. Hewley. And I probably put more kerosene on the fire myself because, you know, when I did the interview on the Art of Dialogue, it wasn't but 50,000 views. 
And then uh, a couple people sent me clips from it. Uh, and I just, I even said in the interview, I said, I know after I say what I'm about to say, like Braveheart, nigga, I'm, you're going to feel the vibration on the ground of a thousand elephants coming over the mountain. Are you ready for a war? And you know what? I, this is where I go. I probably put the kerosene on a fire because I think what made it a big deal, what really lit the match, had I not done this, I think it probably would have come and gone. But what I did in preparation for what I thought was going to be the onslaught before I'm the one that caused the onslaught was I made a, a post of me in bed and I put the caption over me, you know, to all the Lizzo fans out there, you're not going to break my soul. And I did like a Vogue, you know, yeah, I type saw of it. dance. Shimmy, you saw it. And uh, and I actually put Beyonce's, you won't break my soul behind it. It's cut to D.L. Hewley reposts it. And he writes to me, yo, what the fuck? A bunch of laugh emojis. Man, you are crazy. Somebody take Aries' phone. But when I talked to him, I didn't. And, you know, DL at one point said, Aries, call me. And anytime DL Hewley says, Aries, call me, I feel like I'm being summoned to the principal's office. <laughs> so he said, Aries, call me. And he goes, hey, man, I didn't know that this was behind the heels of this interview you did. I just woke up, saw what you posted, and thought it was funny shit. Like, this nigga's just being silly on some good morning funny shit. I didn't know the context. And he goes, so then I looked at the interview and he goes, I still would have posted it because the shit was fucking hilarious. But he goes, here's my thing to you. Stop talking to these people, man. Like you, like I always say, Scarface balcony scene. I'm shooting a thousand Colombians. Al Pacino, say hello to my little friend. He said, when you post what you post and you say what you say, stand on it. Don't respond to these people because like a bunch of people, and you know, DL, of course, has multi-million followers, millions of followers, where I only have like, you know, 215,000. So when he reposts something, then it really goes out. So I, there were a couple of people in his post that I responded to. And of course, it's his feed. So he saw it. So he was telling me, man, you see, I don't respond to nothing. I don't give a damn what people say about me. And I've been called some of the craziest adjectives and whatever's and expletives. Stand on that shit, man. Do not apologize and do not respond to these motherfuckers. But by that time, the alarm had been sounded. Everybody that saw DL shit went to go look at the Art of Dialogue shit. And before I know it, knew it, within 15 minutes, nigga, I was trending. So then I'm going, dude, I really don't believe it's that serious. Now I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. The next day, my publicist calls me and she goes, I've been hit with 15 to 25 different news outlets, all wanting to talk to you. Do not talk to anyone. I think the way to capitalize off this is maybe if you can get one major interview with the right person. Like I went through this with Bill Hicks, she said, and uh, what's my man's name? The comedian that died in the, in the, in the car crash with his daughter and uh, then died uh, of cancer. Schimmel. Schimmel. Robert Schimmel, because she used to be their publicist. And she goes, we put a spin on it. They got HBO specials. So don't talk to anybody. And I said, okay. So again, I didn't think it was that big. And then the night before, Lizzo apparently won a VMA award. And she said in her acceptance speech, and I just want to say to all my haters, I'm winning, bitches. 
and everybody hit me up with the clip and it and they said Lizzo claps back at Aries Spears and I went you motherfuckers are really trying to piece this together because she didn't say my name so if she would have said my name that'd be different was she talking to me could have been but she said my haters and I'm not the first motherfucker to make Lizzo fat jokes so I believe she was addressing any and everybody but then this morning I'm browsing through Facebook and I didn't know Entertainment Tonight picked it up. And Entertainment Tonight said my name. And they put clips of my pictures with the moment. And they said comedian Aries Spears. So uh, it has begun. And, I, and listen, again, in perspective, DL said to me, listen, man, it ain't like the world is tilting on its axis. You didn't murder nobody. This ain't something slanderous to the point where you pull the Kevin Spacey. This is, this shall pass. And, and, and honestly, it wasn't, it's not like this is as big as the Will Smith, Chris Rock fiasco. I don't even think the morning talk shows like the talk and fucking the view and all those morning gossip, trending topics, bunch of bitches sitting around a table discussing hot topics. I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything. But I have, you know, everybody's sending me every clip from every outlet and I haven't seen that. So I don't really think it's that big, but it's big. Yeah. Um, I just listened to a podcast and they, they brought you up and uh, they said, um, they said you were doing it for the attention. They said you were doing it to get the attention. Of course. Uh, of course. But, you know, like, and, and, and then some other people hit me up and I said, listen, I said, his Aries fans know who Aries is. This is not, uh, he was making a joke now, right? To be honest about the joke, you've done this joke. I mean, you've, this is something you've, you've said not about Lizzo, but something that you said about the emoji. Right. But I get why well, I, the, fa- the plate built like a plate of mashed potatoes is the extra. I've never done that no, before. And that was directed towards Lizzo. Yeah. But when you did the emoji thing, that, yeah. I understand people like, because now that got put on one person. When you direct it at the whole world. When I say fat bitches, fat yeah, black bitches. Yeah. Right. That's the whole world. That doesn't hit hard. I mean, it hits, but not hard right. because it's not one person. So you, but when you said it that way, I heard that and I go, oh, this is, this is a problem. Not, not like a big problem, but you know, this somebody. I, but did you, but when you say that, you say you felt that. Before it became what it was? Yeah, I knew that there was going to be an issue because there's uh, the, the, the thing about fat shaming. But, and as, and I don't know, and I want to ask you this because we, we, we really haven't talked about it. I mean, we spent maybe two minutes talking about this since, since it started, me and you. Um, but you did say something, and I think this changes it if, if people were to have seen it. You said that you made a bunch of jokes about yourself. Yeah, and, and listen, before I even say that, let me say this. And I, I've said this proudly, and I think you just covered it when you went, your fans know who you are. I am so, I'm as true to the comedy badge as the, the, the boys in blue are to their brother, are they, are to their brotherhood. Like I wear this comedy badge. I take this comedy oath. I don't backpedal. I won't apologize. Um, and especially in this climate that we live in, that is so, you know, wokeness, cancer culture, political correctness. I've said it. It makes me sick. Um, I'm old school. I come from that. I believe in that. Uh, 
So my first inclination was about, because a lot of people went, yo, the dude asked you about her music. And how do you cut to a joke? Well, I'm a comic. My first instinct and thought is to always lead with funny. Again, whether you thought it was funny or not, subjective. Whether you thought it was in poor taste, subjective. But yes, indeed, I didn't just make fun of her. I poked a lot of fun at myself. Talking about, yo, butt naked, I look like Dolomite. I got the body of Esther Roll as Florida Evans. I come from bad stock. My mother and father, Mississippi, Tennessee. Salt and grease was relevant in our house. We the only family to drink fried milk. You know you need to catch, lose weight when you need to catch your breath from breathing. I absolutely poke fun of myself. I said, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not the most in shape nigga in the world. You know I mean, and I, and, and what, and I said, you know, I even said in a post that I sent out later doubling down. I said, man, listen, I know I'm not in my wildest dreams. I, my fantasy, I would love to have LL Cool J's body from the nineties video. Love you better and paradise. That's one of my fantasies. That's one of my to do's on my forever never ending list of things to get done that I've been pushing off and pushing off because it's so fucking hard. And I went, but the fact is, yo, I'm lazy. I like food. I don't like working out. The only time I like to sweat is when I'm H-towning, knocking boots, nigga. Fucking. I don't enjoy it. I'm a pasta hua. So, you know, and, 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 and for even deeper than that, my other thing was, more importantly, was I've always had a bone to pick with the women, and let's be honest, particularly black women, who lead this false sisterhood of hypocrisy on yes, queen, slay queen, yeah, slay girl, yeah, you your confidence girl. And let's be honest, when we talk about DJ Khaled, when we talk about Rick Ross or men that are overweight, women have laughs at their expense all day long. But don't keep that same energy when it's on them. But these are also the same people that want equality. Like, it's amazing to me how people pick and choose the fight in terms of what works for them. And again, y'all talking about sisterhood and celebration. And I had a lot of women hit me in my DMs. You don't understand. Lizzo embraces her her body and her confidence and her beauty. And a lot of big girls look to her as a hero. And that's fine. Her, her, her confidence is commendable. But with great power comes great responsibility. You're also sending out a dangerous message in your silence in the name of sisterhood, hypertension, diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. What about that? Isn't that message more important? And as a comedian, if you're a public figure in the public eye and you're going to go to a Laker game with your whole ass out in front of kids and families, you are fodder. For jokes. That's another one. You can't have that both ways. You can't be a public figure and be at a Laker game with your fucking entire ass out. Your butt cheeks out like you prince in chapless pants in front of children at a game and not expect to not be fucked with. Uh, But see, I think what you hit to me was the hypocrisy because I read a lot of the threads on your uh, Instagram. And so for someone to come out and say, Ari Spears, fat shaming, and then to fat shame you instead of saying, hey, man, I get what you're saying. It could be unhealthy, but start at home. 
start at right. home. If they would have said something like that to you, I got to go, I would have went, okay, they win the award. I didn't see one that said, hey, I get what you're saying. Start at home. They all came at you about this guy. This guy, who does he think he is? And where did they go? Right to fat shaming. So how do you get mad at someone for fat shaming when you're fat shaming? How do you, how is this, how does this work? And, and like you said, for men, it's been like this. Who would, uh, where, name, name the sexy big dude that people are looking for in music. Who's that dude right now? Who's the sexy big dude? The last one I know is Meatloaf and he had to call himself Meatloaf. <laughs> Well, it might be different in the in the black community. There is in more, the, but in a soulful singer, yeah, like the Gerald, yeah. the Gerald Leverts, the Ruben Stutters, you know. But come on, Ruben Stutter did Ruben Stutter? How much fat jokes did Ruben Stutter get? Go, let's start right there because you know what? No, no, you're right. Because no, no, he was you're mainstream. Right. He was mainstream. He was on a national show. How much shit did he get? Right. So I, I, I don't under. I, I am not. I'm not saying that I agree or disagree uh, with your stance on what you said. And, 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 and frankly, if I, if I, if someone put the gun to my head, I'd have to say, I agree with where I know you. So it's easy for me to agree with what you're saying. Cause I understood it. We've had these conversations off the podcast about health. Me and you will both talk about health every single week, trying to get healthy. And we both fall short all the time. So we've had these conversations. We know what we're, what we know this is not, uh, it, it is more than just a joke. This is also something that we've talked about with our health. Right. But you led with the joke. So, you know, the first response is going to be because you led with the joke. It's like when you say to me, I always lead uh, the wrong. I always lead with the wrong sentence to start off what I'm going to say. And then people come at me. Mm-hmm. So if you would have said it the other way, do they still come at you the same way? I still think they come at you the same way. I do, because because I, I think and listen, before I continue this to all the women that listen to this podcast and all the women out there. You know, come on, man. Again, if you know me, if you know the podcast, if you know my temperature, if you know my vibe, anybody can get it. And everybody does get it. But you do know that I love and respect women because women kill me. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm even really talking to the women that listen to this podcast because the women that do, that's why I call them bitch badge holders. They've been around. They understand. They know that, that there's layers to me within this podcast where, yes, one minute I, I could call a woman a bitch or say something crazy or, you know, accuse them of something. But I'm also doing things to uplift them and praise them and say I love them and provide certain information when I can and have Kyla, Kayla, Kyla, Kayla, Kyla, have Kyla on when I can to give a female perspective. So they know what it is. But I also go, this is why to me, why I say sometimes jokingly, women are like toddlers. Because when their emotions get touched, they don't lead with logic and sense. They lead with anger and emotion. Like you said, you're, you're mad at me for allegedly fat shaming, but now you're fat shaming. Instead of taking the mature route to go, well, this is this. But my DMs and my shit is getting flooded up with, you fat motherfucker, you ain't funny, you ain't attractive. What girl would want to fuck you? How ridiculous. And again, I sent out a post about that when I said, listen, me being unfunny and unattractive, that's subjective. It's not a fact. You're leading with anger and emotion. And that's like a toddler going, well, you're a poopy head and then sticking their tongue out and crossing their eyes. Like y'all are coming with the same fucking talking points. Not to mention you're not even addressing the serious aspect of it, which was more my meaning 
But again, I'm a comedian, so I threw some jokes out there. But y'all are getting so angry that I'm sitting here going, you really think that in my 32 years of doing this shit, I ain't got no pussy? Seriously? You're like, come on, man. Once upon a time ago, I was super fine. And, and, and a lot of women hit me up and was like, nigga, you are still sexy. Nigga, you're funny. I, Andy, when I say to you on my post where I went, hey, if there's any women out there that want to give me some meow in exchange for this, hur, hur, nigga, if you think I'm lying, I will show you my DMs. A lot of bitches hit me with, yo, I want to give you some meow, nigga. I, I got, I've got naked pictures. I've got videos of bitches playing with their pussy. And this was my Sean Connery moment. <laughs> when, 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 when Barbara said to him, you're going to get a lot of mail. I might get a lot of female. And that's why I said that quote and that clip was so gangster. Because the reality is, yo, women love niggas with swagger. And if you even decent looking, with some swagger and some confidence, and you know how to talk that game, you get female. And there was a lot of women, dude, I'm telling you, that hit me up and said, Aries, I agree with you. I too am sick of her antics. Nigga, you said what we're all thinking. You just said it. You're not alone in this. Yes, there were a lot of women that were upset, naturally. But there was a lot of women, dude, who have stood behind me on this men too. Well, you know, and just to, just to go over what you just said a second ago, uh, cause you, you brought up, you, you said diabetes was one. And then I saw someone sent me something, maybe send you, maybe it's on your post. I don't know, but it said, uh, it was a picture of Lizzo and Holly Berry. And they said, which one has diabetes? Uh, so, you know, they were saying di- you know, they were trying to say fat doesn't equal unhealthy, but, but it don't help. It doesn't help, and it is hard on your body. But that's beside the point here. I'm going to get to one thing that some people don't know, and I'm going to say this on the podcast this way, and I'm not going to bring up who it was, but we recently lost one of our fans that followed both of us regularly, came to all of our shows whenever they could, who was a big girl and just gave up on being a big girl. So this isn't – we. when I say that is I'm not saying it was about fat shaming – that her situation, her situation was that she let the weight get her and it took her. And we, we lost that, that, uh, that fan who was a great to both of us. She really was. She was a supporter. She was that there. And people don't understand when we talk about this, it's not just something that is just so casual. Maybe if you wanted to put it into a series, we we're comedians. So we, like you, like I just said, you led with the joke, but there's more behind it. We know what it's like to be unhealthy. I know what it's like to breathe hard. I know what it's like to be trying to get up some stairs and and, and you're tired, uh, like unnecessarily tired from fat, from being overweight. But when we lose somebody, I think there's a little bit more to it that resonates with us in a different way when we see it a different way. And that's what we do as comics is comment on social order and disorder. And this was, a, I, I, I'm not, making a stand on Lizzo. Lizzo is who she is and she can be whatever she wants to be. But as you just pointed out, when you throw it out there like that, when you go on national television, if you don't think that if, if, if you, do you really think you should only be praised? Is that how this word world works? No matter who you are, whatever you do, do you think it only comes with praise? 
No, there's someone always looking at another side of it. There's someone saying anything. And as comedians, social commentary is part I know, of what but we're we in an, We're in an age now where you're not allowed. If it ain't good, you can't say nothing. That That's not how we play this game. And we're we're in the middle of it now. Now, do I think she should be? Uh, 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 do I think she should be fat shamed? No, but I mean there is a reality to this, and you can discuss the other side. I, I think it's important to discuss the other side because there's a lot of kids out there. Yes, they should be happy with who they are, and but we should also try to work to making people healthier. This is the goal. I'm not saying she's unhealthy. I know a lot of people wrote in your DMs. She can play uh, an hour-long show, play the flute, dance, and uh, she works out. And I and then she's she, there's videos of her working out, so we know that she works out. I don't have an answer. But we also to know that she puts mustard on Oreos. Okay, I don't have an answer to her situation. I'm just saying in in the in in general, as a L- listen, man. L- listen, don't think it don't stay in the back of my mind. I remember when Patrice passed. And uh, Opie and Anthony did a big thing, you know, a day or two after. And, you know, of course, they had a lot of people calling in that knew Patrice and loved Patrice and did ONA. And I remember Chris Rock said, look, just because you're popular doesn't mean you're healthy. Just because you get pussy doesn't mean you're healthy. And you don't think I think about that? It's like I'm not and I'm not even saying I, I get pussy as, as, as to, to sweep under the rug. That Yeah. I got issues. I got type two. I got high blood. I got high cholesterol. And I know I need to get my shit in check. But like I said, until I do or while I struggle to, what am I not be a comedian? That would really be depressing. So, you know, I think about shit like that. So when Chris Rock said that, I'm going, yeah, but my bigger issue was when, when, and again, maybe this is where, again, where DL Hewley is like, look, man, chill. And I have a hard time chilling. But when, but when a bit, when women are going, yeah, you, you ugly and you don't get no pussy. And, and, and I, again, I'm, I probably made about three or four posts, but that whole thing about people who have issues on the inside project to those because those are the inner demons within you and your ugliness makes you suck my dick with that. That's not why I do that. I'm again, I'm a comic, whether it's, whether it's in bad taste, whether you don't think it's funny, my agenda is comedy. I'm not thinking about, oh, my inner demons is why I'm... No, I'm not. I'm simply not. And 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 look, one girl, and I'm about to play this clip. The one girl, this one Spanish chick hit me up. And I mean, she sent me four videos. I didn't even look at the videos. I didn't have to. I could see the passion in her face. I could see like, it was like my, my window was closed and I couldn't hear the person on the other side but I knew they was wanting to spit on me if I put the window down. So finally, we kind of get into a little back and forth verbally. And based on what she's saying, based on what I'm saying, I basically say to her, look, sweetheart, uh, we just going to agree to disagree. But that being said, when you stop being mad at me, when you're done being mad at me, uh, I could tell you Spanish. My baby more than Puerto Rican. I gotta, I'm, I'm good with energy and vibes. And I could tell... You're, you're Hispanic. When, when you're done being mad at me, if I ever come around your way, let me, and I started getting into my LL rhythm. I was like, yo, ma, you know, let me come, you know, buy you dinner, <laughs> get you a drink. Now, I mean, you're sexy. I'd love for you to cuss me out. You know, it'd be erotic, baby. Oh. Uh. And the whole time I'm, I'm doing this, I'm going, I know I can turn this bitch. I know I can turn this bitch. Because no matter how mad she may be at me, 
like I said, I got game. I got swagger. I'm confident. I can tell between our back and forth. I can turn this chick. So lo and behold, I'm going to play for you what I said to her. And I'm going to play her reaction and then go from here. So uh, just so y'all know, this is my exchange with her. This is what I said to her. And this was her reaction. All right. Listen, like you said, I don't know you. You don't know me. But I'm pretty good when it comes to energy and instinct. Uh, I could tell you Spanish. I saw the fire in your photos before I even deleted your videos, which I didn't look at because I could see the fire in your eyes. So I knew it was something I didn't want to watch. But that being said, again, I don't know if you Boniqua or whatever you are, but uh, my baby mother, Puerto Rican. Uh, so I understand that kind of Spanish fire with the sofrito and the adobo. So if ever I could feed you, mommy, let me know. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'd love for you to playfully curse me out. This shit was erotic. You are hilarious. Um, I don't know where you're located, but yeah, I'm not Boricua. I'm definitely Dominican and Cuban. Good try, though. I always get Puerto Rican. I don't know if it's the blonde hair or the light skin, but yeah, not Puerto Rican. Born in DR. So, Andy, based on what you heard, we know, and I've said this, especially for dudes, comedy is a natural aphrodisiac, right? Mm. But if you're a dude with game, and you're super funny, it can be a natural Afro Dixie react. <laughs> you got the touch. You got the power. Um, I might get some female. Come on, nigga. But the thing I is, can't get no pussy. Fuck out of here. So what's what's making you matter though? The the people are nothing's making me mad. No, no, but what makes you more? Let's let's rephrase the word. What makes you more annoyed? The people are coming at you because of what you said about Lizzo, or because they're saying you can't get any ass. Neither. Okay. Because here's the here's the here's the thing, and this is again, we're 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 grandfather, grandpapa, principal DL put it in perspective, and I didn't need him to tell me this to notice because I already noticed. He goes, dude. How long you been doing this? 32 years. He goes, do you not get no pussy? I said, I do. He goes, you can't be in the game for 32 years and not be successful. You can't be in the game for 32 years and not got no pussy. You can't be in the game for 32 years and wake up on a weekday and stay in bed till noon without having to go to a job if you ain't successful enough to be able to have that kind of freedom. And when people go, man, your career washed up. Don't nobody, ain't nobody booking you. Are you not being booked? Yeah, all year round. Where some comics can't do that. And I ain't been on TV as a lot of people in my feed said, or Mike Epps said, nigga, you ain't been on TV since Mad TV. I bet. And I'm still working. I'm still on the road all year round. Filling up, putting asses in seats. So all that shit that people tell you, why, why would you let that bother you? You know it ain't true. You know the truth. You get pussy. You're successful. You work all year round. You do get booked. You're not washed up. And fuck them. So, and so fuck them is what you're saying, right? Fuck them. So let me put this this way then. For all the, all the people that came out in support. Um, let's do it this way. So you're, uh, you're a big girl. You uh you just got a, a video music award. You uh definitely if you're like you just said in this business, there's people there's people that like Lizzo's look. 
There's people <laughs> that uh, uh, really uh, uh, like her music. She's successful. She's in, in it right now in in our in pop culture. She's she's a bigger deal than you, right? Right now in pop culture, in, in music, in music and pop culture, she's more relevant right now. She her name is trending. I, I don't. I wouldn't even use that word relevant. That, that's perspective. Okay, that's perspective. But let's say that. So you didn't punch down then, but you're not punching down. And she's in this business. She's successful. She's working. Why is this the? Why then is she someone who's off limits to even for a comedian to make a joke about? We're not punching that down because that to me is the bigger question. She's successful. You're uh, the reason I use relevance is if she's trending more than you. If she's on the V, you're not at the VMAs this year. She is right. So she obviously in pop music culture, she is more relevant than you. It's not a punch down. And in comedy culture, I'm more relevant than her. Okay, but all I'm saying is it's not a punch down. People are always talking about punching down. I don't see, I, I understand if you want to, and then, so this is where I'm going to go to the next point. is If we're just talking about someone called someone a name, and we get into this fiery categories of where we're at right now. What are, what are we going to do if there was ever problems in the real world? Not these social problems, not just someone called someone a name. How do we, th this is where we're at. I, I just, I grew up and I know I'm old, so I'm probably wrong, but I grew up with sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Where are we going that a joke and a, a, a reference about health turns into a firestorm that Aerie Spears is this person and he needs 100,000 beatdowns on his Instagram to make them feel better. Hey, we're in the opposite of that saying. We're so obese as a nation, sticks and stones won't break your bones, but words absolutely hurt you. And, and Yeah, that's another point. And we are the most obese nation. So not only are you not punching down, but you're punching to normalcy. You're punching at what is normal. So Listen, this, man. this, this is this, it really, I don't understand. I don't completely, I understand that someone's feelings could have got hurt. I don't understand what we're, what we're doing. Yeah. I listen. It just is amazing to me that people put that much into celebrity. Uh, because my thing is, you know, when she won the VMA, everybody was sending me the video going, I know you, man, you probably punch in the air. Why? Her success is not your success to all you girls that think I'm mad. And then are so invested in her personally. Did she invite you to the after party? Is she giving you royalty points off the album? Is she paying your rent, your mortgage, your bills, putting food in your fridge and on your kids' tables? Is she putting clothes on your kids' backs? Like, let's ease up. Ease up. And a lot of these chicks were, yeah, I know you mad. Y'all are living in, in, in studio apartments, probably sleeping on futons with roaches and ratatouille. Fuck out of here. That's her success. Why are you that heavily invested? I, I think it's nice that they could be invested, but to, to, to put that much time into it, to put that much anger in your life towards it. Again, and I say this, and I don't mean it to be just dismissive. We're the heaviest nation on the planet. We have more obese people here than anywhere else. So we're not. I don't know it's why normalized. Mike Epps had to jump his bitch ass in it. Who? Mike Epps. Did you saw you saw that? Yeah, right? Yeah, I saw that. I don't I don't understand. Why, I, I look dirty and and uh, I ain't been on TV since. And I responded back and said, hey, Mike, man, 
People don't walk out of my shows, bruh. So you might want to turn the volume down on the shiny suits and all the expensive jewelry and step your funny up. Get some dirt on you, pimp. Well, you know, it, what's funny is when they came out, when some people have come at you saying that you did this so, so that you you could be more relevant. Oh, that's hilarious. I, it, I did this. I did this because I was doing an interview. Somebody simply asked me about what they asked me. And I could I, maybe I could sit here and go, well, maybe I shouldn't have. And that's spilt milk. The fact of the matter is, again, I, I thought Lizzo, I thought her ass out at Laker games, some of her antics. So I went for the comedic jugular. I think that's it, man. I don't think there's anything else that has to be said. It's up to you. If yeah. you because I'd no. rather talk about some of the other stuff that we. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm done with it. That was, those were all my notes. Don't mean to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. So, if the time finally came, I watched the boys. Did you watch it the first season? Just the first season? Uh, well, that, well this, here's the good question. Did, did I watch the first season? Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> so, I'm watching episode one, and you know how you... I'm watching it with the cringe face. Like, I've been told, so I'm, I'm bracing myself. The moment comes where A-Train, the Black Flash... Uh, smashes through the girl's body. I went, oh, this is what they were talking about. So I'm ready for it. Then when it was over, of course, he's got blood on him. The other guy's got blood on him. And he's holding two hands with no body. I went, okay, immediately I got it. This is Deadpool energy. This is, and I like Deadpool. So I, I get what this is. And then I'm going, as it progresses, I'm going, okay. Uh, demographically, I know what they're going for. Males between the ages of 18 to probably 40, which I fall in that. I get it. I'm I'm knowing what this is. This could be fun. Episode one, I'm good. Episode two, uh, I like the thing where they went to the superhero, like, private club. Yeah. And they showed a little dude like Ant-Man running, and this nigga jumps his body into some pussy. I'm going, yo, this could be fun. Uh, of course, they had the one dude they pointed to who said he was a part of a meat sandwich. So they got this big bulky motherfucker in the middle with two dudes on each end and they on some, you know, uh, muscular gay shit. I said, OK, I'm still down. Uh, of course, there was the part where they insinuated sexual harassment with the one superhero towards the lady. She's in the bathroom. The invisible dude pops up and he's got his cock out. I'm still with it, man. I'm like, you know what? I'd be damned if I'm going to let this shit shake me, especially since Andy and the people told me what it was. Then came episode three. (laughs) And the girl is riding this dude's face. And I'm a little disturbed by the hooks that's coming out from her arms only because that's bone coming out of skin. But it, it's like some Wolverine shit. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, st- I'm still with it. Then this nigga's head under her pussy starts to expand. And I can only imagine whatever's inside her body is gushing in his mouth. And then, boom, his head explodes. And as it exploded, I, I shit you not, I'm literally in the middle of putting a Tostito scoop chip filled with mild, chunky salsa in my mouth. And on the other bowl, 
I have hot queso cheese. When his head exploded, that's exactly what looked like came out of his head. And I went, not for me. I'm done. See, I and you can have his shit, dude. See, and I love that because that was so funny to me because that's the old joke when I always, we, I've said it, I'm sure everybody has said it, Superman can't be fucking Lois Lane because if he did and he came, he would blow her, he would blow her whole unit out. There'd be nothing left. It would explode. So I thought it was really funny. Uh, the scene builds up. Of course you would. Uh, it, of course you of would. Of course it did. And it, 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 the scenes build up because she's, have, she's having an orgasm and in the middle of her uh, just feeling... <sighs> everything she 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 her superpower thighs and and ass and and the excitement of her uh, of her orgasm blows up this dude's head that's funny dude it was some of the grossest shit it's not even that long of a scene i went and rewatched it it's i sent it to you i sent it to you after you talked that's the that was the funniest part it's not about length. It don't you don't you don't need to be long for maximum impact. So did you stop? My dick is my my dick is not that long, but it contains maximum impact. So did you stop watching it there? Yes. You haven't gone any further. I'm done. Dude, it's such And I love it cuz when we do the emails, there's one dude who wrote me uh no, not even in the email, he responded to me on Instagram, and I love what he said to me. Matter of fact, let me just go ahead and read it because it wasn't an email because he was so fucking right. And I and I and the way he said it, I felt like going, yup, Andy straight bamboozled me. Him and all these other people straight bamboozled me. Yeah, uh, my man goes, uh, listening to you and Andy on the way to work, don't let Andy and everyone else send you off. The boys is gory and bloody as fuck. Be prepared. It's not that bad. It's like you said, it's Deadpool kind of stuff. It's not like that. I don't even recall in Deadpool it being gross like that. It, it's because you were eating a chip at the time. It just, it's not even that gory. <sighs> the way that my, and, and you know, the whole time I'm watching his head blow up like a balloon filled with water. I, I should have known, but I'm, I'm, I'm going, oh, okay. I'm just going, okay. And then it popped. And when that shit popped and that shit spilled out, yeah, I said, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good, yo. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, you're missing a great series because of that little yeah. bit of gore. I mean, maybe I could pick it back up. Like, maybe. But, man. I watched, just to prepare, I watched season one. And I, I was so into season one after seeing it again because I hadn't seen it in so long. I watched season two. And after watching season two, I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's just go for season. I watched so much TV. I couldn't watch TV for two days after I watched it. I watched it all oh, let me Let me just tell you, uh, I did some TV watching myself. I, I watched um, that Lakers Legacy on Hulu. Seen it. Which fucking great. You saw the whole thing? Yep. Fucking great. And as much as I didn't want to, I was in a TV watching mood. I watched, there's only two episodes, the Mike Tyson thing on Hulu. Yo, not fucking bad. I have some issues, but not fucking bad. Tyson didn't get paid for it. Tyson's mad about it. I I can't, I can't, I, I can't watch it. I hear you. I hear you. But, uh, you know, 
but he didn't. He also didn't walk away and not shake my hand the right way. Who Tyson? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right. So. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I haven't watched it. I, I. It looks. It looks interesting, but I haven't watched it. When did you? When did you watch the? Uh, the Lakers Legacy. Uh, two days ago. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe at some point we should talk about that, but it was really good. Yeah, it was good, but it, it's a lot like the. It is a lot like everything that's in the that other series that we watched right. is in there, but the timeline is correct now. They they fixed the timelines. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say everything is in there, but based on how this played, yeah. I have different notes. Yeah. No, there is differences. I, I have different notes. There is differences. They fixed the timelines, which makes everything work out, you know, obviously better because it hits the truth. Uh, the other one was telling the story. I, you know, when you compare the two, what I liked about, uh, going back to the other one is, yeah, there, there's, you know, like when they, when Jared, they talk about Jerry West, not being that guy, they played the worst Jerry West. You know what I mean? If we're all judged by our worst moments, that's how they judge Jerry. That's how they put portrayed Jerry West in, in that series. But right. So this, this is, I think this is an honest, uh, Siri, this was an honest doc without trying to get uh, too uh, like too storytelling. They just they they threw it out there, and you saw it. I really did like where I found out the the real deal with the Lakers was the trade for the. Uh, uh, I know we're not going to talk about it right now, but the, the actual trade for the Chrysler Building because I didn't ever understand that when I was watching the actual right. the, that when I watched the series. So yeah, the, it's worth watching because it gives you a fresh perspective on something that if you saw the the series uh, winning time, it gives you a better. I think it it it, it gives you the 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 details and the and more obviously more truth. When you mentioned the trade, I thought you was talking about uh, that too. But when you mentioned the trade, I thought you was talking about the worthy possible trade because uh, I didn't know, and I don't want to get into it because again, we we're gonna talk about. I didn't know that it was like. What was he said? I forget the other guy's name, but uh, it was between some other guy. I want to say Terry Cummings, but that ain't it. Um, and Dominique Wilkins, nigga. Yeah. Whoa. Can you imagine Dominique Magic and Kareem? Woo. But okay, let me leave it there. Yeah. Some suspense. Uh, something else I watched uh, that you should check out too, man. It's really good uh, on Hulu. Vice TV. Uh, the dark side of comedy. I think I saw uh, which that. Is, which, which, which is that thing that I'm in. I don't know what episode I'm in. They, they, they've only got two no. episodes okay. so far. Uh, Chris Farley and uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, I know I'm in one of the episodes. I think about Roseanne. Uh, but yeah, uh, the dark side of comedy on Hulu. Vice. I'll Very check it out. Good. I'll check it out. Um, so yeah, I might pick the boys back up, man. I, I really feel like I want to. Because again, the demographically, I know what it is. It's young male, immature shit, which is fun. I just, you know, I just have to make sure, look, I can't do nothing with ketchup, red jellies, anything. Put your TV on black and white and watch it. (laughs) It's such a good series, man. You're really missing out because of- Listen, I believe you. And from what I saw- I could see where it's fun. Dude. It's almost like going to a fun party and it's a fun party, but some niggas is doing heroin. But I also like it because in comic books and, you know, comic books have traditionally been uh, 
you know, that that Spider-Man scene with great res- with great power comes great responsibility. And it's all about, you know, trying to do right. And then the, the villain, the bad guy. Uh, I mean, and then, you know, Batman fools around with a little bit of, you know, the, the anti-hero versus the hero in, 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 in the hero. But this one is about just straight up. You have the power. How fucked up would you be? What kind of narcissist would you be? if you? Were oh, no, listen, listen, I, I love that angle because it's, it's a real angle that's never been approached. That's why I said, again, only, only thing that remind the close to that is Deadpool. But as I said, man, it's like I, I walked into a cool party and in one corner, niggas is doing heroin and the other corner is gay sex. Do I leave the party? I don't want to, but I'm, this is a shock for me. So did you feel like Jordan walking into the uh, the Bulls uh, hotel room? I said, they raid this room right, right about now. I am as guilty as everybody in here. I'm out. <laughs> you had your line smokers over. You had your line sniffers over here. You had your weed smokers over there. Um... Yeah, I don't know if it's that bad, but, you know, <laughs> shit. Hey, man, let's talk about this other thing we were going to talk about uh, to finish this up. Uh, folks, if you haven't seen it, I think it's on Apple TV. Blackbird. Dude, Black, uh, Apple TV is doing really well. Blackbird is is great. I thought it was great. Yeah, episode one. And what's thing, what, what, what the thing about this, what tricks you is, and Andy and I said this when we first talked about it a little bit, was it intrigued you where... It's a little, I don't even want to use the word slow. It's a little, it's not, it, it, the, it, the pace ain't right out the gate. But based on what you're looking at, it's got you. You, you want to know what's happening next. It's definitely a, you open the bag of chips, you ate one. You don't know that you're going to finish it, but you can't just eat one. They built up the intensity so that yes. you, 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 you want to stick it out. You want to know what's next. Right and and in good TV, they always give you good TV, good movies, good writing. They always give you a way where you're trying to figure it out, and yeah. and they don't give it to you. They 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 make you work for it, and that's what I thought was great because you kept working for it. They didn't answer every question. Uh, right, I liked it so much, and the acting, man. Oh, Greg Kinnear, dude. I mean, you know, I I, I listen dramatically. I fell in love with Greg Kinnear on As Good As It Gets. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he played the stereo, he, he played the non-stereotypical gay, but gay guy. You know, he wasn't over the top, which again, we know those kind of gay men exist, but uh, he played it down, but with, with you know, little spices, little hints of, you know, how you doing? So, you know, uh, I loved his performance in that. Uh, I thought it was it was fantastic. I, I, I Greg Kinnear is one of those guys that I don't understand. Where is Greg Kinnear? Like, yeah, that's that's one of those Hollywood abyss mysteries where it's like you know, one minute a guy is all over the place, and the next minute where'd he go? Yeah, and uh, it's also Ray Liotta's last role. Yeah, which Ray was phenomenal. Um, there's a bunch of people in here. Like, I, I want to tell, I want to put it. I wanted to tell you the cast, but look up the cast because I, I have it here. Everyone, is- my man, who's the main dude, is from those Kings movies, not the last one, the third one, but the first two. Oh, uh, and he also played Elton John in the Elton John biopic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, I yeah. Uh, that's uh, here I got his name right here. Uh, 
Taron Egerton, Taron Egerton, Taron Egerton, T A R O N, then it's E G E R T O N. I can't say shit. Taron Egerton. Did I say it right the first time? Yeah, I think he did. Okay. Well, I just want to make sure that I got it right. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Paul, uh, the dude is uh, Paul Walker. Oh, no, Paul Walter Hausner. That's the guy that plays the, the killer, right? Yeah, he he's such a great character actor, man. The dude is. Well, you know, I I I, I haven't seen him. The only other thing I saw him in was the movie about the Atlanta bomber and he during did, the Olympics. But to me, he was kind of reminiscent of that character. A little bit. This because, one was a little darker. Yeah, but but the same kind of slow, mentally. Uh, I don't off, know. Off, just off. off. Yeah, yeah, but in this, off. but but in this one. The evil part comes out, but on that same kind of level, which was really, I think, creepier because to be almost normal and creepy is scarier. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, I like when people say the devil is never going to come at you scary looking because that would scare you. That would make you run away from the devil. The devil's going to seduce you. It's going to bring you in. This is another idea where if someone's a little a little off, you know, like the way where you feel you might have a feeling for him is, is almost uh, not sorry for, but you know, you would, you, you have some uh, feelings where, Oh, this, this poor guy, or, you know, this guy's a little off. He's not quite normal, but then you find out that that's the evilest person in, in, in the world. Right. Uh, that's scary. Have you, have you ever seen him do anything else? Uh, He's been in a few other things. I think he's uh, the few things I saw. He's he does that one that one uh, thing where the little girl wants to look out the window. The mom wants. It's just a short. The mom wants. The kid wants to look out the window. Oh, I've seen that. Right, right, right. The, like, yeah, like yeah. I, I would like to let her do. But that. But even that though, he, he had even that. It's a little bit of the same yeah, tone. It's his character. Yeah, I know it's his character, but what else can he do, though? I don't know. I li- you, you don't want to just be the one character. No, I, 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 let's see. Let me see what else he's done. Oh, oh, yeah, he was. That was he. He was in uh, I Tanya, the one about the hidden Nancy Kerrigan's in the knees. He's in. Yeah, Black, I, never, I didn't see that. He's in Black Klansman. Really? Yeah. I don't remember him in that. Uh, I really don't even remember that movie. He's in Cobra Kai, but you have, did you didn't watch? Yeah, I don't that. watch that. Yeah. Even though your boy Brent Ernst is in Cobra Kai. Yeah, man. I'd rather watch the boys than Cobra Kai. There's no, but you, you won't get that bloody gore in Cobra Kai. You should like that one better. But I also won't get a little man jumping into some pussy either. <laughs> uh, you got to see, if you've watched uh, the next season, the last, the latest season. All right. Yeah, it, it gives, it'll give you a whole new perspective of that jumping in thing. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Um, you know, of course, I, you know, I have a question because I've, you know, they, this was, of course, in the movie, like it is in most movies uh, to deal with law enforcement. For God's sake, with all the cop movies and TV shows we've seen, do suspects not know about the two way mirror? Yeah. I mean, because you always they show the two way mirror and the cops on the other side, which is to suggest by being in secrecy, they'll hear something that they wouldn't hear if they were in the room. With all the law and orders and the NYPD blues and all the cop shows that have existed, don't people know that in that room, that's what the two-ray mirror is for? 
I think that the people know that, but the idea is that if no one else is in the room and you, they start talking to you, questioning you, you start getting comfortable, you forget that the other people are there because it's you see yourself, not the other people. At this point, I just think that's some TV and movie shit for But if you, say, if you saw 20 people standing on the off to the side of you, you might of not. Of course not. You, yes. Of course so, not. So that's what it's there for. But if I'm in an interrogation room and I see what looks like a two-way mirror, I'm going to go, oh, that's the two-way mirror. Yeah. They got to come with something different. <laughs> um, that scene where uh, Greg Kinnear's daughter said in regards to listening to the music while he while she's doing her homework, and he tell he asks her, "How can you do both?" And she says to him, uh, first time I don't get straight A's, then it's an issue." Yeah, and put her headphones back on. Boy, oh boy, <laughs> boy, oh boy, you you people, boy. Boy, y'all just white folks just let y'all kids talk to you like they're adults. That's insane, dude. If your kid's smart enough that they're getting straight A's and they're doing it by listening to music, what are you talking about? My mother would have smacked me so hard I would have been in the band of the song I was listening to. Okay, what were your grades? Uh, it would have made a difference. <laughs> you you don't talk to your mother and your father like that in a black household. I understand. I understand what you're saying. But the kid has you know, in a black household, when your parents call your name, like if I say, Andy, what would you say? I'll be right there. Okeay, but I didn't say, come here. I'm just saying, Andy. Yeah, but when my dad called me, it wasn't right. to have a conversation. It was to come into the room. So I go, I'll okay. be right there. All right. It's call, say, call my name. Aries. What? You can't do that in a black household. <laughs> What is a is a is a is a, is a, a sign of defiance, yeah. nigga? Well, I I grew up with an old school Italian stepfather. Yeah, that was the same thing. You, you came when you were called. You didn't cuss in the house. I remember the first time I said "damn," I was probably like twelve, and I and I looked around to see if I was going to get smacked. And I guess my mom must have not heard it. I was. Mm. I looked all over. I thought I was in big trouble for saying "damn." Mm. Uh, episode four, which, you know, and, and you know, they, they showed us this character, Larry, as a kid and how it began. And, and you definitely can see where one's upbringing could lead to some foul shit. But when the kid's digging up the graves and he cuts the finger off of the corpse of the dead body just so the dad could have the ring. It's so creepy to know that there are parents like out there like that, the kids who grow up like that. Well, that's a big deal because when you take your the when you take a family member, a deceased family member, to a a, a funeral home, and they're going to close up that box, you, a lot of people have been accused of stealing things from the bodies. Now this one went a whole different step. They buried the body. They let the people they see dug it. it up. And then he they would ha he would have his kid dig it up. Oof. And then the kid would go into the grave, open up the box and then take it off. The reason he cut the finger off is because he couldn't get he the couldn't ring get off. Get it off. So, right. but this is this is something that you know, there's grave robbers, there's people that do this. So, it's not But uh, but clearly clearly the the kid's father was fucked up. Yeah, the kid's father's fucked up, but he fucked up his kid by having him do. I mean, I listen, I always I'm weird. You know, you you talked about the boys freaking out. 
dude, I, I don't know how you, you know, people live in, especially back, back here, back East where I'm living now, people have homes next to their, uh, funeral parlor, parlors. The, right. How do you, I couldn't, nah, that's no, me. Either. That's more to me. You know, that's, right. that's more, I, I'd rather see blood and guts than, uh, than have to live next to death all the time. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Um, you know how I say on stage when, when I'm poking fun at a gay person who's there, Hey, you know, people say being gay is a choice. No, it's not. It's who you are. It's, it's, it's who you are. People like a Richard Ramirez. And I remember when we did the night stalker one and they, he, they talked about how he was bullied and how his parents were fucked up and fucked him up. But my question is people who are fucked up like that, do you really believe that that's something that happens because of their upbringing and their parents psychologically and physically abuse them? Or is that truly who they were going to be anyway? I think it can be either or, or, or a combination right. of both. I think people can be, I, I, I think at a young, especially at a young age when your brain is, your brain is, is an organ and it's developing. And if you fuck up the way that it, that it connects yeah, I think you could become that person. But I do think there's people that grow up in a perfectly fine environment and are fucked up. Right. So I think the wire, the, the, however your brain is wired, that could be part of it, or I think your brain could be rewired. Right. Uh, and that character that Tehran Eggert, what was his name? Eggert, Egger, whatever it was. Yeah. Tehran. That character that he plays, when they go back and explain how his mom... Uh, let her boyfriend beat up her son. Yeah. And and even when he s described, when he said, when he got to an age where he finally thought he could take the boyfriend and he tried to defend his mom by fighting him and the, the stepdad mopped the floor with him, the mother later that night took a shower so she could smell good to fuck the boyfriend yeah. with no regard whatsoever to protecting her son. Like I said... It, Listen, whether it's the Larry character with the father making him cut the finger off and, and take the ring or the Jimmy character whose mother is sleeping with the boyfriend after he kicks the son's ass. Dude, it just makes you go, man, thank God for my mother. Like, thank God you had the parents that you had. No, because that's just evil, man, that there are parents out there that are fucked up like that. Dude, it is so, it is really bad. It is really bad because here, here, this, this is actually more common. I'm going to say this is the, and this is all go back to the parents too. Um, there's molestation that goes on in families and the mom, let's say, let's say it's the dad molesting a daughter. The mom will know about it. Jesus. And the mom, you know, and then you find out later that the mom was molested too. And it's just, it, it, these cycles repeat. This is what makes things what like, and that's why these kind of stories are scarier to me because they're based in real. This, I mean, obviously, there's is it, still a story. It's still filmed for TV, but it's right. based on a true story. This shit really happens, right? And I, I don't want to skip. I'm going to skip to the end, and then we'll go back. But I'm, it's not like I'm going to give anything away. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I, I, I don't really have. Okay. I have one more note anyway. Okay, but at the end. They show a picture of the two guys. Right. And the guy, although he is odd, he's odd because he's he's a Civil War reenactment guy. Right. He doesn't look that weird. I mean, he still looks, but you look into his eyes and you just see. But but other other than Richard Ramirez, 
None of these guys do. No, that's why I said it's so scary to me. He's, he's, it's the guy that lives right next to you. It's the, it's, we don't know what goes on in anybody else's house. Man, it freaks me out that you could be walking down the street. Have you ever been walking down the street though? And you walk by someone, you get the weirdest feeling. You get like a creepy nah, feeling. I have. No, nah, because because most of the people that give me creepy feelings, they look fucking like they're off. No, I, I've, I've walked down the street before and have felt weird. Like I had to get away from somebody. Like they give me this, I get this weird vibe from certain people. And I just, right. and in my head, I believe that that's a killer. And I just walk away. Um, do you really buy that, 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 uh, Jimmy character, he, he memorized that map? Yeah, uh, well, I think, you know, obviously it's done again for, for, uh, for television purposes or movie purposes, but yeah, I think you could remember some of it. Uh, he was supposed to have, uh, they're trying to show you that he has like a photographic memory and he's trying to get there to write it down so that he can keep it all in his head. But yeah. I, but th th that movie part where it all comes together and he can't get a hold of anybody and he's in here and there, that's right. that's movie. That didn't happen that way. Come on, there's no way it all. Yeah, when he was in the in the cell by himself and they refused to give him the pen and paper, the pencil and the paper as he was asking for it, and then he bit through his own fingers to draw blood so he could draw the map on the wall on the wall. Ah, that you know, that I mean, almost took me out. He can't get a crayon. You can't give him a crayon. I, I understand you can't give him a pencil because you're in, when you're in solitary, you could kill yourself. And that's what they got. That's why they can't give you a pencil I, or a pen. I, I, I have a hard time believing this motherfucker could bite through his fingers and go through the pain to get enough blood to extract to draw on the wall. It's not that hard to bite through your finger. You can you bite your cuticle. You can get some blood could come out of it easily. It hurts. It hurts. But you you know, you're already in prison. You've already been you know, going through everything that you're going through mentally, I don't think that's going to hurt that much more. Man, I am a pussy when it comes to pain. Oof. But it's just so creepy. And and what's great about this, and I and I hope, you know, I know we're giving out some spoilers, so if you don't want to hear this, don't hear it. But that whole time, and this is why I was very careful when I talked to you when you were watching it. Yeah, I always thought it was going to be someone else because we're we're tuned into movie life that it's going to be someone else because right. it, it seemed too easy that it was him. And you're looking for these little outs where it could be someone else. Well, especially when uh, they kept saying that he falsely commits to these murders and, and confesses. Like, he falsely does this. Uh, and they, it even had me confused. Like, is he really the dude? Yeah. Uh, I and thought of course was, he was, yeah. but... Yeah, because I thought it was going to be his brother. I didn't know if it was... Okay. I didn't I know if it was going to be his brother. I, I was waiting for it to be this big reveal. Well, I thought it was his brother because his brother was hiding behind his odd brother that, that looks like the guy that does it. So he can kind of cover it up. He's confessing to everything. Then he recants his confession. That's like the smartest thing you could do. If you confess, then recant it. And then why would I do that? Right. And, but he did it over and over and over. Uh, I just thought it was going to be the brother because that, you know, that's movie. That's how the movie would do it. You know, oh, right. you think it's this guy? Wham! It's this guy. Right. But uh, no, it was that guy. Uh, and again, just these guys that are so normal, seeming normal. Not that he was normal, but 
I don't know, man. It just it scares me because that's somebody you have empathy for, someone who struggles socially, someone that has problems, and you have some empathy for him, and then you find out, nah, he's just murdering girls. Right. So, but yeah. The way we just made it sound, it doesn't sound like a great series, but I'm telling you, it's no, a great it, series. It, it really is. It, it, it's and it's only the, the the other thing too is it's it's only six episodes. Uh, and it's one and done. So there's not like it's going to be a season two. Uh, and it's six episodes. So uh, you will finish this bag in one sitting. Yeah, it was good. It was worth seeing. It was worth the trip. Is that it? We're going to give out some dates? Yeah, give out some dates and then introduce the music. All right. Uh, this weekend, we're at Cap City in Austin, Texas. That's the first. Hey, before, you, before you finish giving this information, do you think there'll be anything? And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in Austin or it's going to happen in Spokane. No, don't we have Dallas after Austin? I don't think that we're going to have any issue in Dallas. I, if we don't have any issue after Austin or Dallas, I don't think there'll be any issue at all. Okay. So in, in yeah. that case, the only place I think there might be some issues is, is Cap City just because that's a very, you know, liberal, progressive, don't say anything bad about anybody. Right. Kind of place. So... <laughs> That is, uh, Cap City is, uh, uh, again, it's September 1st through the 4th. We got uh, six shows. Come on out. Uh, if you're mad at Aries, come on out. If you're mad at Aries, though, don't yell at me. Yell at Aries. Save it up. Keep it in. Keep it in. Keep that nah, shit down. That. We a team, nigga. Keep that yell shit down. Yell at Andy, down. too. Keep we a team, down. nigga. <laughs> Keep that shit Jake down. Jake and Elwood, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Yell at Elwood. Keep Jake out of your, out of your fucking mouth. Uh, We're on a mission from God. <laughs> Uh, then the 8th through the 11th will be at the Addison Improv in uh, the Dallas area. Uh, then the September 16th through the 18th, we're at the Spokane Comedy Club uh, in Washington State. And then the 22nd through the 25th, we'll be at the Raleigh Improv in Cary. Uh, then uh, the 30th uh, through the uh, September 30th through October 2nd, I believe, we'll be at the Levity Live in uh, New, York's, New York State. Not New York City, New York State. Uh, and that is to the second. So Where we stay at the hotel with the graveyards in the back. Dude, we didn't stay there because you were afraid. Oh, no, no. no that is no, the one we stayed at. Yeah, you didn't like the other yeah. one. Oh, no. I'm thinking of a different place. Wasn't there another one they tried to put us at? No, that's a different city. That's a different yeah. city. I yeah. don't mind the graveyard one. I like how yeah. they don't have the windows that open all the way so that you can't see the graveyards. Right. Real good. But it's a cool hotel. The Time. The Time Hotel. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, this is from, it's a prophet, uh, managed by it's K bio. So it's a prophet. It's a I T S, uh, T H A P R O F I T managed by it's bio I T S K B Y O. And the song is called, which one? He gave me three. I'm going to play I Want to Know You. Uh, enjoy. And uh, to all my big girls out there. <laughs> See it. Talk to him. Conversation is good. 
feel it in my soul until I'm there, I'm praising the Lord. Come on, many nights I sit and talk to you. Conversation is good, really I'd rather walk with you. Every day I'm getting closer, I'm sure. I feel it in my soul until I'm there, I'm praising the Lord. Come on. Issue, showing your investment in man, I never forget you Paid the price for my sin, I'm moving forward And when I come before you, can't ignore you My friend, I adore you, again on you is who I depend I implore you, Lord I need more of you, no end Forward through those bends in a row, just know when Your word been spoken, cover me when I'm broken Hoping, praying, chasing until I close in No man can stand in the way of this devotion Overflowing Rivers of living water, living for you Got Lucifer living, steady driven towards you I need more of you Lord, your presence is inexorable Running for your presence when absent is just deplorable Caught up in your essence, I press in your mind obsession Like Usher, hear my confession Death for my indiscretion, the race through your resurrection Truly it's a blessing, moving me to perfection I'm serving like a concession Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. The test course you said with conviction, it don't mean shit to me! Don't you think you're being kind of hard on the guy? You go fuck yourself, convict!